Hello, I'm James Heldart. Welcome to a very special episode of Not For The News here on Pitch Football. Episode 41, I believe, with my stepbrothers Curtis Woodhouse and Leon Knight. Gentlemen, as always, honoured to have your company and thoughts on the show. Hope this finds you both well and good. What's happening? All good over in beautiful Yorkshire. Love that. Love that. What's all good. happening in all good. all good here, mate. All good here. Love that. Love that. I think it's only right that we start on Manchester United beating Newcastle in the Carabao Cup final at Wembley. Oh, my God! OK, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the Everybody procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm! Big moment for the Reds. Ten Hag, first trophy and all that. What did you make of the Carabao Cup win over Newcastle? Going to go straight to Leon Knight on this one. Um... I expected them to beat Newcastle, to be honest. Do you know what I mean? I expected them to beat Newcastle. Um, Man United have traditionally been in finals, regardless if the players are there or not, the club, the fans, everybody, you know, they've been there before. I expected them to beat Newcastle. I thought it would have took a very huge, it was a huge task for Newcastle to beat Man United on that on that day there. Um, no surprise but what I mean, what I'm impressed with is how the gaffers came in and he's quietly gone about his business, and he's picking up points, and he's winning trophies, and he's building this men winning mentality. He's getting the best out of these players as well, and he's building this mentality where you know, in a year, eighteen months or whatever, they could be a force again. Potentially, a Muhammad Ali for women's boxing. Shut up, you cunt. With a bit of, you know, behind the scenes, you know, I, I know the stadium and, you know, we heard about a little takeover uh, a couple of weeks ago or whatever. You know, they get that takeover and they've got him in charge and they keep going on the way they're going on. And it's, they're going to be a little bit of a problem again. Mm. So, you know, like I said, the, the, the lift, lifting the cup, never expected anything less, to be honest. You know, Newcastle, they make all the noise. They've got all the fans. They've, the fans was there for five days before the football final and causing a scene and whatever. It was all for nothing. We know, we know Newcastle ain't beating Man United in the final. Um, um, but like I said, what I'm most impressed with is had United are going about their job quietly. Everyone's talking about Arsenal and Man United and Man City race and blah, blah, blah. And United just keep picking up points, picking up points, stirring off going into um, tournaments and winning trophy and coming back beating Barcelona, getting through Barcelona and, you know what I mean? So, I'm, I'm, I'm slightly keeping an eye on them and slightly worried that they get back into groove. Oh, Nick, my, 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 be, be very worried. Man United are back. They yeah. are back, mate. You know what? You, you put in a top centre forward and a top midfielder into that team, they are back. You put, you put Bellingham and Kane into that team, Man United are back. And they've got the, I know you talk about a, a, a takeover there, Nighty. They don't need a takeover. Look how much money they're spending. I know. I know. I know. They've spent billions. It's not as if, like, oh, if we've got a takeover, we can go and buy some more players. Look at who they've already bought. Do you think, Man United are a problem. Do you think if Nick Pope hadn't have been suspended and the Gover Goalie Cup tied and they didn't have to play Carriers, do you think it would have made any difference? How much of a loss was nah. that? Nah, I don't, I, don't think, I don't think so. Nah, I was disappointed with Newcastle. To be honest, I don't really think they came to the party on 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 the day. 
I, I felt the, like the, the fans did. The fans did, but they didn't turn up. Yeah, the fans did. Uh, yeah, definitely. But yeah, they just huffed and puffed. Really, they never really, never really got going. Where I don't think it was the occasion. I just think they were outgunned a little bit, and it kind of showed where Newcastle actually are. You know, they've had a great season, but again, <clears throat> they 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 need a few players if they're gonna compete at the top end. <clears throat> I thought Bruno Gomez was brilliant. He's a great player here, midfield. I thought he, he he dictated that midfield. He gets on the ball, he plays. I really like him, but they need someone next to him. Who's the guy they had next to him? The the, the local kid, um, long long staff, is it? Long staff, yeah, long staff. Yeah, see, they they can massively massively upgrade on that. You know who's 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 my man from uh from Leicester, the midfielder, Tielemans. Yeah, so imagine like a Tielemans in there alongside Gomez. That's a good shot. Yeah, I think they're the players that Newcastle should be should be looking at. Um, Newcastle is a project that probably is still two or three years away from where they want to be, but it is good to see them back because they they are going to be a solid top six team, I think, for the next couple of years, and then they'll be looking trying to push that top four. But I was a bit disappointed with them on the day, I must admit. Mm-hmm. Man United, since Ten Hag's come in, he's made some big calls, decisions. If you get wrong, you're out of a job. We saw we bring on and bring on Harry Maguire last five minutes in a match to lift the trophy. Club captain. He must be hugely disappointed personally with the way things are going under Ten Hag, though, Harry Maguire. What's your take on the Maguire situation, Curtis? Having I know you've got local knowledge and knowledge of the family. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's it's hard to disagree with Ten Hag's decisions because he's backed them up with results and you look since Manchester United have, have swapped Maguire for Martinez to go alongside um, Varane Man United are defending 15 yards up the pitch um, and and leaving Maguire out has, has allowed them to do that obviously Harry Maguire excellent defender but pace isn't really his his forte and I think Harry Maguire's had a real rough ride at Man United and I think he's been kind of held up as the guy that symbolises their struggle. And he isn't. He's just one of the guys. But I think it's all been kind of pushed on Maguire, really. I think Harry Maguire, the best thing he can do is leave Man United and kind of rebuild again a little bit. I do feel that. And he's he's a really good guy. He's a nice guy. And I feel like the Man United thing is really weighing heavy on him. Do you think he's now the 2023 Phil Jones? They've scapegoated him for the, the form of the team, for the performance. Because Phil Phil Jones, in my opinion, is a great defender, but he got memed out the club. Harry Maguire now, if you're playing deep and you're wanting him to make blocks and tackles, he's going to be a great defender. The way Ten Hag well, looks at United play, so Harry Maguire's high up, he's got a turn. He's never going to suit that system, is he? So no. you think look he's, look he's definitely more than Look at Maguire for England. You know, when England yeah. sits deep and look, and look to counter, Maguire looks excellent. Anything that comes in the box, he heads it clear. He's a, he's a good defender. Um, like I said, the, the, the problems he has is when he has space in behind him. So if, you, if you're going to, you know, um, and, and Paul Merson actually got it spot on, didn't it? We've all seen the clip of Paul Merson when they first signed Harry Maguire. And Paul Merson said, He's going to struggle at Man United because what happens when he's at Leicester is they all camp on the 18-yard box and look to counter for Jamie Vardy. As soon as you go to Manchester United, you go 50 yards up the pitch and you defend on the halfway line. And Merson was spot on. And I don't think Harry Maguire has 
had a terrible time at Manchester United, but for £80 million, I think, and then he got made captain, I think he probably felt, and the club maybe felt, that he was going to usher in the new era of Manchester United. And it's just not worked out. That's life. In, in other Man United news, we've saw Mason Greenwood announce he's uh, going to be a father of Harriet Robson expecting their first child. This is bullshit. Huge turnaround in things, in, in fortunes for Mason Greenwood, where you look where he was six months ago to now. I'm going to go straight to Brother Nighty on this one, as he's the relationship expert on the show. What What's your thoughts on it? I don't know. It, it, it just seemed like a circus, didn't it? Just seemed like a circus, and it, it it just it just highlights of what this era is really about. It's just foolishness. Do you know what I mean? Like you make a rape claim against him, he loses his basically loses his job. His career's in Wonderland. I don't know where the flip is going. You get back with him. You're pregnant. Then he gets cleared. He gets uh, cleared of you know any. There wasn't enough evidence or whatever. Or blah blah blah. I've been here forty years, and I don't think it takes forty years to know that if a girl claims that you've raped her and you bust the case, you stay well away from that girl. Hundred percent well away from that girl. People's going to say, oh, she should stay away from him and blah, blah, blah. I hear that. I hear that. But there was, he wasn't charged for it. He's not charged for anything. So, therefore, you've got to take it as, now. Like, you're making a rape uh, case against him. Whether you drop the case, drop the, um, the case behind and you didn't start speaking up or whatever and this, that and the other, you retracted your statement or so whatever you did. Yeah, it now says there's not enough evidence for him to charge him of raping you. That's what it says. Because I've had a bit of flack on social media. That's what it says. Yeah. So when I'm when I tweet and I I'm saying now he should stay well away from that girl. That's what I think. I saw one of your tweets. Just... I saw one of your tweets saying that he's now got 18 years of. Payments to make, regardless of how it works out. Well, she played it. She played it well, wasn't she? What is it? Is it so? They got a baby on the way. Baby on the way. Wouldn't surprise me if there's no baby on the way. Really? The way this is going, wouldn't surprise me if the if their managers and and whoever's handling them, their handlers and all that said, you know, we've just got to put this out because you know, blah blah blah, and you know, we need to make. It wouldn't surprise me mm. if all of a sudden they lose the baby and do you know what I mean? It wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me at all. But I just think it's a circus, mate. Uh, I, that's probably the worst position that I've seen like a footballer in it in a while. Yeah. That position there. I, I, I agree. The whole thing's a mess. And, you know, if you put it on EastEnders... It'd be like an unbelievable like storyline. Yeah. What what's gone on? Yeah. I don't know too much about the facts of it all, but from the outside looking in, like Knight said, it is an absolute mess. And the first thing Mason Greenwood should have done was get as far away from that girl as he possibly can. 
not end up being the father to a child. The picture I've seen, she looked like she had a bump. Um, so I think the baby's quite well on its way. And it's crazy. You go from six six months ago, you accused him of rape. Six months later, you're having Instagram pictures of, of celebrating the, your baby together. It's just utter, utter madness. Young people, young people in particular, will have arguments with their spouses, partners, girlfriends, wives. Seen all kinds of madness when you're out, people arguing with their wives in clubs and whatever when they're young and girlfriends. Is Mason Greenwood any different? Is their situation any group different? Or has it, has it just been amplified, the fact, because there is media attention, there is press? Are they well, listen. arguing acceptable? Is what happened with Mason Greenwood more common than people would let, let us believe? Well, listen, listen. What comes with being a professional footballer is the spotlight. Yeah? And you've got... Before you get into football and, and all of that and you start and you can see a momentum and you can see you're going to go places and whatever. You've got to get to grips with that fast. Otherwise, you end up like this. Yeah? You can't blame, oh, you know, leave them there too, whatever, this, that. It don't work like that. You even have it where you're not, you ain't got anything and you're just like a player that was a good player and you ain't like a star for Man United or whatever, or you're a star for Man United and the spotlight's on you and whatever you do is going to be highlighted. I don't want to hear complaints about, oh, is it, look, like you just now said, is it this, is it that? No, we don't want to hear that. He already knows the score with himself. He already knows whatever he does is going to, if that gets out, it's going to be highlighted. It's going to be all over social media. Yeah, the the club gets hold of it. The if the police gets whatever he does is going to be highlighted. Yeah, so I don't want to hear about because he's young and blah blah blah. I don't want to hear that. Is his, is his career is his career repairable? Will he ever be the same player that he was? Will he be held in the same regard as he once was? What's your take on it, Woodchuck? No, I think I think he's going to find it really, really difficult to even find another club. Um, not not find another club, find another um, club that his talent should warrant. Because this this guy is the real deal. You know, look how many goals he scored for Manchester United already at a young age. Mm. You know, I I felt like he was. I think if he'd have been playing now, the search for a centre forward for Manchester United would not be a search. He'd be playing down the middle for that team. Rashford on the left, um, Sancho on the right, Greenwood down the middle. That, in my head, is scary. You know, I felt this kid was electric, left foot, right foot, quick, great movement. He had everything. He had everything. And then it's all fallen apart, you know, because he, he he's never going to mentally, he's never going to be the same. You know, he, he was potentially the golden child at Man United, the, the, the one, you know, adored by everyone. And now everywhere he goes, he's going to get abused, he's going to get booed. Um, you know, it's maybe the wrong, th wrong thing to say, but I feel sorry for him. I feel sorry for the kid. You know, he's got caught in a situation that's an absolute mess as a, as a young kid, and he, he's lost his career over it. I don't think there's going to be anyone, and he'll probably end up playing for the Sigtas or someone like that. You know, but it won't be at Man United or a Man or a, or a Manchester City or a Liverpool or an Arsenal. No chance. If Ten Hag, if Ten Hag is dropping Rashford for being late to a meeting. Yeah, he ain't putting up with the antics of Greenwood. No. What would you do, Knighty, as manager? What, what would you do? 
just for the simple. Do, do you know what? Once he busts the case, obviously you've got to take everything to consideration, and it's a tricky one. It's touchy because, like you said, any stadium he goes to, he's going to get booed and whatever. But you know what? You got to look at it. And once there's no case against him, I'd have brought him back in to start training and try and build him up. But you've got yeah. the you've got the video but, out there, haven't you? You've got the video yeah, out there. I know, I know what you're saying. Yeah. So what, there's, what there's my, a, my point a, of it is, you know, what about all the the young girls, the young kids that then go and watch Manchester United? I'm just I'm I'm playing dead devil's advocate. No, a no, no, bit. no. I hear you. Put, put I hear you. In a tough spot. You're 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 in you're you're in a tough situation. But there's a few videos and 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 things out there of other people, and they're still playing. Yeah. Can we just point so, out? Can we just point out if you're not convicted on the back of that video? You must this have, is what I'm trying to say. You must have I'm some, just going strong, to, some strong case or some legal, strong legal team I'm, to get off of that. I'm just, I'm just going to say, yeah, with that video out and you're still not behind bars and you're walking freely, yeah, that just goes to show that there was something in whatever relationship you had, there was something in there that you liked that kind of way and, you know, that's the way you lot operated. Whether you had, whether that was an argument or... Whatever happened. The, the, the reason why I ask what, what, what you do as a manager is, I thought about this, I was thinking about this yesterday, actually. What do you do as a manager? You're in such a tough spot. Um, because no matter which way you go, you're going to get flack. I think Sir Alex Ferguson would have had him, will have him back. This, this is what I'm trying to say. And I, I, I think it a back, back the player. Um, it'd, it'd, have, it'd have got round the player and it'd have backed him. But Ferguson's got 20 years... Experience. Not just experience, but credit in the bank yeah. as well. He's got 20 years and a million trophies behind him. I think Ten Hag now, the fans will back anything he does. And I think it'd be a really strong move for him to bring Greenwood back into the fold. Let, now, what? I think with the social media around now and the nonsense around it, it makes that decision really difficult. I ultimately think that it is the correct decision to bring Mason Greenwood back in. Listen, what he's done is wrong. You know, no, nobody, nobody agrees with the video. We're not saying that. But young men all deserve second chances. And I and I think Mason Greenwood should be brought back into the fold and brought back into Manchester United and given his life back. That's my opinion. And I think Sir Alex Ferguson would have done that. And 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 what you've got to take consideration is the player that he is you're not dealing with on like a novice or whatever he's a killer on that pitch he's an actual demon on that pitch he left foot right foot anything he's touching the net yeah and <clears throat> like I like I say Curtis like I say James this brother's not been convicted of nothing it's like the party situation don't give me no party talk if he's not in jail. When he's in jail, I'll say, you know what? He's a dickhead. No problem. I hate you. But this brother, it's, there's no conviction. There's yeah. no. There, there's nothing there. He's walking free. He's a free man. Yeah? And on top of that, like you say, Ferguson, he would have took that player. He would have made sure no press around that club would have been putting out anything bad about him. He's right. Yeah? And he would have... He he would he he would have absolutely got that player back into mode. Nah, with Ten Hag, I don't know, but me personally, if you're asking me, Curtis, I'm taking him back because 
he hasn't done anything. Right. According think, to the law, according to the law, only them two know. Yeah, the video that we've all and, seen. And, and, and sorry, on top of that, she is back with him. It's not like she's running and she's still on socials saying whatever she's saying and blah, 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 and this, that, and going on, whatever. She's actually now pregnant for him, supposedly. Yeah. The video that we've all seen, we haven't really got any context behind the video. The video is a shocker. When, when you watch it, you know, the father yeah. of, 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 of a daughter, myself, the video is a shocker. Yeah. If I see that video, I'm going around to Mason Greenwood's house with a ballet on, you know. Yeah. So the video is a shocker, but there's no context behind it either. We don't know their, what their relationship is like. With, and, and this sounds bad, but it might be one of those toxic relationships where they, yeah. this goes off. This is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and some people do have relationships like that. Um, but but yeah. now hit the now hit the nail on the head, and I think a big part of this is she's still with him. Mm. She's still with him. So whatever happened, she's forgiven. So us as a people, can, can we not can we not give the young man a second chance? I, I certainly believe that he deserves one. Uh, football fans are very fickle. Opposition fans are very fickle. I think Mason Greenwood will be hearing about this until his dying days. I genuinely do. I don't think it's going to go away. 100%. Now, now there is something I want to talk about, and that's Graham Potter allegedly receiving death threats from Chelsea fans. Um, it's been a story that's been in the news the last couple of days, but actually, coincidentally, before the defeat to Tottenham. So God knows what they're saying about him now. Um, what's your take on Graham Potter receiving death threats from the Chelsea fans or a section of the Chelsea fans, not all Chelsea fans by any accounts? Uh, Nighty, I know you've got a history with the club. What's your take? I just think, you know, like it's like anything, any job or whatever. It's not right. Um, but you just got to crack on. You need to get results, mate. You can't be out there crying about, you know, you're getting death threats and blah, 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 and this, that and the other. You gotta crack on with it, mate. You have to crack on with it. I've never, I've never known a manager to be killed for results. So you take that with a flipping pinch of salt. Do you what about I mean? the Colombian? What about the Colombian guy? Yeah, but that's, that's thinking about Escobar that's, in my head. That's different. That's different, bro. That's that. Colombia we're dealing with. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's Colombia. It's a totally different mindset. <laughs> It's a totally different, like, you know, what Chelsea fan is really going to kill Potter? You know, you know what though, Natty? What, 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 like a, a, a sad world we're living in at the moment where fans are sending in death threats. Yeah, it's, it, 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 it's, it's just but, madness, isn't it? No, but this, well, is, this is what I'm saying, Curtis. Like, like, come on, man. Like, are you that the, the most that's going to happen is somebody's going to scream at you and scream abuse at you on uh, when you get in, in the streets or wherever they see you or you're coming off the team bus or whatever. Ain't nobody going to flipping kill you. It ain't no. going to happen. Well, I, I I think about like Potter, um, Graham Potter's wife, Graham Potter's kids. You know, we know that, but 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 they maybe don't. It can be it can be scary, you know, and I do understand. It'll be magnified when the team's not doing well and he's maybe not having a good time. We we know nothing really is going to happen, but I think to have that around you as a family it m must be difficult. And and it, it's irrelevant how much he's earning; mm. he's still a human being. Yeah, you know, and, hey. to, and, and to get them death threats is, he, I think, it's bang out of order. It's but probably some little do? snotty nosed little kid, sixteen, seventeen, 
who's got a Stone Island jacket on. And week in, week out, he goes to away games and home games and he's pissed off and he's getting banter in a group chat and everyone's on him, yeah, because he supports Chelsea or whatever and they're having a little bit of a rough time at the moment, they're 10th or whatever. And it's probably someone like that, yeah, right, who's got a pot noodle down the side of his bed or whatever and he's giving out, he's throwing out death threats over social media. It's always the case, bro. It's like when you get these little racist like remarks and people throwing out racist chants over social media. When you check it and they pop up and they get arrested or they get brought in for questioning or whatever, it's some nerd, yeah, with an absolute nothing about them. He ain't really going to do it. He's just upset. Yeah. Now, if we're dealing with Colombia, if we're dealing with flipping um, countries like that, then you've got to start taking this in serious. <laughs> if we're dealing with Brazil, yeah, yeah. Where it's just off the cuff. Yeah. You're already gone. Then we've got to start looking at it. Do you know what I mean? No, he's got yeah. a good point. No, he's got a good point. But would Grandpa, in any other era of Chelsea, gone over the last, well, in, in, in effect, the Roman Abramovich era, would he already be out of a job? Has, has he alienated Chelsea fans by not winning? Has he made his task a lot harder going forward by the results yeah. that they've had? Woodhouse, what's your take? Roman, Roman, Roman would have got rid of him, wouldn't he? Hundred yeah, percent. He was. He, he would have been gone about. He would have been gone about three, four weeks ago, bro. Listen, he wouldn't. He wouldn't have even got the job. Never yeah. mind. Would he be gone? There you go. He wouldn't have been there in the first place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I, I want. I want to. I want to see. I think Chelsea. If they sack him now, what's the point? They're not going to get into Europe. They are where they are now. What is the point? You might, if you've gone this far, you might as well see it through. You've got to give them a pre-season, in my opinion. You've got to let them get players out. I mean, they've got the players in. But someone said something the other day. So when it, when he takes training in the morning, he's got thirty-three players that he's that he's taking the session with. That's hard. That's difficult. Because out, out of that thirty-three, you've probably got fifteen to twenty. That are not happy. So the majority of that squad don't want to be there. So he, he, he's in a tough spot and it's not all his fault. You know, any manager that comes in is going to have the same issue. I think he needs to give Graham Potter a pre-season. Not to get players in, but to get players out. That, that's my opinion. Whether they will... Pardon? Devil's advocate, he's spent 600 million. If you need to get players out, you don't bring players in. You've got to get rid of this bad element in the squad before you then go yeah. out and pay out 600 million in two windows. I know I'm not Hold a on. footballing genius, but something tells me it's a rod for his own back a little bit. No, uh, listen, he hasn't brought in them players. He hasn't. We, 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 we all know that. He hasn't brought them in. They are not his decisions. He will just get told, listen, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. So I think that that's he more problems on him. That, and, it, and he'll think, God, I don't need players in now. I need them out. Get me him out, him out, him out, him out. Right. Like, for instance, Abamian. Like, for instance, the Enzo kid. They're shocking. They bought them for 100 million quid. What's that Enzo like? I've not seen him play. What's he like? He's shocking, mate. Really? He was an overhyped. Oh, I mean, they had a stat on him the other day. Since he's been bought, he's been the most player that people have gone past in the Premier League. Oh really? <laughs> and he's in the, he's in the centre of midfield. Wow. Yeah. So you're gonna be you're got you know Curtis. You played in the centre there. You're gonna be scrapped. You're getting flown past. 
You're scrambling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're scrambling. Disgusting. Disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Right. Whether he's got to, you know, get up to pace with the game and whatever, I don't know. But do you think that do you think they'll keep Potter? That's the question. Whether we should stay he's on not. He's on twelve million a year, lad. They they don't think they want to want to pay him up. He's got a five. Why million, you're, you're paying you're paying you're paying hundred you're, you're paying what do you mean twelve million? You paid hundred million for a kid the other day. Yeah, but he'll it, have he'll have a severance clause in that contract. So if they have to sack him, they have to pay him X amount. They yeah, won't they have ain't to pay, gonna pay him up that whole flipping five years of twelve million a year. Alright, so they're not yeah. stupid. Devil's advocate, right? Get rid of Potter. Who comes in? Who is the next manager of Chelsea Football Club? Who, whoever it is, though, inherits the same problems. So for me, that's why you've got to stay with him. The window's closed. He's he's got a squad of forty players. Forty five of them don't want to be there. Fourteen matches left. Say he picks up five wins. Chelsea finish the season ninth. Start of next season. First three games, he draws two, loses one. He's out, isn't he? Hold up. He's out. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Go on. You're saying 14 games left. Chelsea finished ninth. Chelsea are nine points off the relegation scrap yard. I see this. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah. They're nine points. I think nine or ten points off the relegation. That's a few games, bro. Yeah. You you pick up. Two draws and a loss in three games, and let them bottom lot beneath you start picking up points, which you know they can. Forrest picked up a point against Flipping City the other day, and if they turn somebody over the next week, and you're losing and drawing, whatever, you're being sucked right in to that scrapyard. Can you imagine? Yeah, and <laughs> so you're saying. You're saying the thing about, oh, they're just going to go there and get a few points here and there and they'll finish ninth. No, it don't work like that. It ain't it ain't well, I don't know. I don't know who the next six, seven fixtures are. Imagine yeah. imagine Big Sam rolling into Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> this is just not acceptable. I, as a fan, won't accept it. No, no. No, it'll be the best. It'll be the best day. One of the best days of our life for Bandit. <laughs> That's, I want to come away from Chelsea. I want to look at the relegation battle as it stands because some team picked up some big points. Curtis Woodhouse is Leeds United. Managed to get a win, 1-0. Massive result over Southampton. That's a six-pointer if ever I saw one. Uh, we had the pleasure of having the Leeds United fans on pitch football to speak about it before the game and they weren't too optimistic. They're not loving the process at Leeds. So I'm guessing that, that result will go a long way to helping them stay in the Premier League. What's your take on it, with us? Yeah, mass, massive win. It's getting really tight down there, isn't it? Really tight. Um, I really hope Leeds stay up, you know. Like, we spoke a couple of weeks ago about proper football clubs. You know, we are yeah. talking about Everton. And, and Leeds are in that bracket. The Premier League needs Leeds. And I think this is the best squad of players Leeds have had for a long, long time. Big point. Um, Big point. Yeah, I, I think they've, they've invested in the squad. The squad's good. They need a centre-forward badly. They've got no one who can put the ball in the back of the net. Like I said, Bamford's absolutely gone. Legs have gone. He's nowhere near it. I know he didn't have a pre-season. He's been way off match sharpness, but he's gone. Um, Leeds are desperate for centre-forward. And I think if you put a centre-forward in that team, Leeds are a comfortable top 12 team. Can you imagine? Minute, you just can't score. 
You can you imagine Bielsa with this squad? How well he did with the mm. squad that he had, and they backed him by signing two players, Dan James and uh, forget what the other lad was. But can you imagine what he would do with this squad, with this caliber of player? Yeah, even even like you know with Jesse Marsh, I, I like Jesse Marsh, but I think the different. You if you put, let me try and think of a player now off the top of my head. So you put say Danny Ings. You put Danny Ings in that Leeds team, Leeds finish 12th, 13th. <laughs> I'm glad you... I don't think it's all... all I don't think it's about the manager. I think Leeds, are de- Leeds have got no centre-forward, basically. I'm glad you mentioned Danny Ings. Scored a brace for West Ham in the 4-0 win over Nottingham Forest. We was at the game for pitch football. Um, so let's, let's hear what some of the West Ham fans had to say about the win over Nottingham Forest exclusively from pitch. West Ham 4, Nottingham Forest nil. Big, big result for West Ham in terms of the staying in the Premier League. What's your instant reaction to the game? Massive result. Massive, massive result. Um, much more attacking uh, lineup. I think Moyes got it right today. I thought Ben Johnson was superb at the back. Ings scoring a couple of goals. Uh, but a big, you know, big performance all round. Unbelievable. Nil-nil uh, at 70 minutes and then four goals in uh, 10 minutes. Brilliant. Couldn't believe it. Difference in that second half because the first half it was weren't weren't the most of exciting of games. What, what do you think's the difference in that second half? Um, I just think getting that first goal. I thought whoever scored that first goal was going to win, and we got it. And you could just see the players just the confidence come back. We got a second quick uh, soon after, and then after that we start playing some decent stuff. What's the implication to West Ham in the relegation in a relegation battle with this winter? Oh, I think it can push us up the league now, and make a real difference for the rest of the season. Danny Ings, the player that West Ham have missed this season, that clinicalness. He, ma- he makes strikers runs, doesn't he? He's got that natural striking uh, instinct um, where Antonio's a bit more robust uh, and I think he will make a big, big difference. Before we come on to the cup game, can I get your thoughts on David Moyes? Where do you stand on him currently, sir? Uh, I'd stick with him. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. done us all right the last two years, so yeah, I'd stick with him. So when the goals went in, the passion from the from the players towards David Moyes, yeah. he must still mean he's got the dressing room. I would I would say so, especially after today. Yeah. 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 Um, he's just quite negative. Um, last two seasons he's been decent. Don't get me wrong, and he's he's moved the club on, but. Uh, you're going to pay £50 million for a Brazilian number 10, uh, £40 million for an Italian striker, then start playing them in the positions uh, and, and, you know, and, and attack. We, we saw it today, we, what we can do in the second half. Confident that David Moyes will be manager next season or do you think it's a case of steadying the ship with a board? Uh, I think we'll get to the end of the season and then we'll see where we are, uh, but I can't see him going. No. no. That's what I mean. You can tell by the West Ham fans how big of a win that is for West Ham. Lifts them out of the bottom three. Huge win. And just just magnified again by what Curtis said. How important a player like Danny Ings is at this stage of the season. Someone that can find the net. Nighty, what's your take on it? I just want Leeds to stay up, to be honest. I love going there as a player. and Playing there. Great grand. Do you know what I mean? I just like Leeds. Like they're, they're, they're like they're like like Curtis just said that we were talking about a couple of weeks ago. Big British football club. And that's what we need. The Forests, the Leeds, do you know what I mean? The Everton's. 
the, the atmosphere at Ellen Road's off the chain, isn't it? Listen, mate, we played, we was at Brighton and we played um, Leeds there. And um, I scored the first one. And I ran off and shushed the crowd. And they were just, <laughs> it's probably the worst thing I could have done. Because after that, I mean, they was a bit quiet. And um, after that, mate, they was just annoyed. And just loud and loud. And then we went like, I think we went like, Free one up. We was cruising. I was thinking, this is fucking a breeze, bro. And then they just fucking came back. It was free all in the end. But the atmosphere, like you're saying, Curtis, is unreal. When that place gets jumping, I could imagine what that place was like when Harry Kuehl and Rio and all of them was there, mate. I could imagine that place must have been absolutely rocking. They got to the Champions League semi, didn't they, at one point? Yeah, they did. Yeah. They did. Madness. I often yeah. think you know what, 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 what Leeds have got is they're, they're, they're one city football club that have been through the mire. So, that so you know, you look at some football clubs that have never really had a bad spell in the whole history of, of in, in anyone's lifetime. You look at Leeds, say, last 20 years, they've been in the Champions League semi final and also struggling in League One. This is all in yeah. one era. So, yeah. so the fans, when the team's doing well, I'm like, this is unbelievable. I remember not long ago, we were struggling against Gillingham in League One or whatever. So the fans have been through it, and I think that's why they're so passionate. So what Leeds are big cities, huge cities, Leeds. You know, and there's only one football club there, and a lot of them live and die, and everything about their life is around that football yeah. club. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a mental place, mate. Yeah. It's a mental, it, mental place. Like, and a great ground as well. Yeah, it's old. The, the ground, the ground's a bit like Everton's now, yeah. like an old proper yeah. ground. You know, yeah. it's always cold there. It's just not nice to go to when you're in in the opposition's team. It's just ooh. big, big news this week on the circuit. Our colleague and brother Curtis Woodhouse has left Mask United. He's got a worse record than Mike Bassett at the minute. Just f- let me in, will you? <laughs> Now, what's been going on? All the ins and outs at Mask United. Curtis, you know, we've been very supportive of your role. We expected you to try and sign Knighty on a free Bosman to give us, get him some minutes. He's a killer, but that didn't work out. Tell us what's happened at Mask United. Well, I can't, I can't go into it too much, James. You just sprung it on me like, like you have just now. So I respect the hustle. I can't go into it too much. But what I will say... Um, and like the, the saying always goes, and it's something that I maybe should have taken it into heart, you can't polish a turd. No. And I'll just leave it at that. No, no. We That's need a great answer. thing. That's we, a need great answer. we need answers. Try to roll it in glitter. No, we I'll need more answers. Now. We need to know what's going on here. We're too invested in this, like emotionally, Woodhouse. Do you know what I mean? Off camera, know. I will... Off camera, I will uh, I'll drop some truth bombs. <laughs> All right. Well, look, for our viewership, we are going to try and entice Woodhouse to speak a little bit more on this. I know he's a bit raw at the minute for the W. We won our last game. We, we went away. We were third from bottom. We played fourth from bottom. Huge six-pointer. Must-win game, really. We went away and we won 2-1. So it's a fantastic result. Um... Whenever you get two missed calls off the chairman at about half past seven Wednesday morning, it's never a good look. Um, <laughs> never good. So, 
I tell yeah. I, I I don't know what happened with Curtis, but I'll tell you something that you know I I, I was in charge at um, Barnton, Danley's and Northwest Counties and stuff, yeah. and the chairman are pricks. End of story. I'll yeah. give you a little. I'll yeah. give you a story. I'll give you a story, bro. Go on. And it's just unbelievable. He wanted to shift over to another club. Nah. He got me in. Story's coming. I know what story's coming. He he got me in, yeah, to kind of attract players and you know fans and whatever and this that and the other. Now the club's not even a club that can even do that. There's no there's nobody even lives around in areas there. So that didn't work out. But we was doing okay, and I had Andy Burgess. I don't know if you remember Andy Burgess, Curtis. I played with him at Rushton. I was with you at Rushton. You played with him at Rushton. That's oh, what I'm saying. Yeah. So, Good player. Yeah. But now I've got no respect for him. Because he was under this lie as well. So, you know, when you go into an office, Curtis, I mean, I've, I've only been in charge of one football club, but you've been in charge of a few. You know, when you go into an office and there's just a vibe and you're just thinking, it's a bit off here, but I'm not going to say anything. So just fuck it in it. We just get on, go out, train, whatever. Did all that. Went home. Oh, um, when you see in the office, blah blah blah. I need a little meeting and blah blah blah. And this that and the other. You know what I feel about things like this now. It just sorry to interrupt you, but do, do, do you know when your gut tells you something's not right? It's normally so right, isn't it? Oh, mate, it's I unbelievable. I had the same feeling with the, with the masking a couple of days before I left. I knew something wasn't right. Um, I, I can't say too much on camera, um, but I, I, will, I will I will talk to you all about it. But yeah, when 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 you get that feeling, listen to it. I'm telling you, mate, because I had one. My belly was just turning, and not because of any results or whatever, anything like that. Everything was fine. The players was all happy. Was all training well, putting it in. Blah blah blah. Had a little way to go. Don't get me wrong. But step by step, we was getting there. So anyway, I've gone into, I've gone in, Andy Burgess is sitting down. And he's a nervous cat anyway. He ain't really about anything. He's a nervous cat anyway. So he was giving it away from my buster door. He's just looking down. He usually, like, the first couple of weeks I was there and everything was buzzing. He was like, right, now, nah, yeah, yeah, come on, let's, let's get this thing done. And he's looking down and he's just writing on his paper. And I've gone in and I'm thinking to myself, right, I've got to get into, like, because I've got two sides to me. I've got the Leon side, where I'm here now. Then I've got the 90 side. And the 90 side, I knew I had to get into the 90 side. So I was going, what the fuck's going on in here then? As I've gone in there. Oh, nothing, nothing, blah, blah, blah. And I wanted to get that in just to make them know, don't try and take the piss. If you try to take the piss in there, things are going to go completely left. <laughs> so anyway, he comes in and he's <coughs> like, ah. I'm thinking to myself, right, stick, bruv. Like, what's going on? So he comes up, sits down. Yeah, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna have to, you know, leave the post and the player, the chairman, that's gonna take over. Sorry, the chairman that's going to take over is going to bring 
um, his own in. And I'm sorry, lads, but, you know, I'm going to have to just, you know, you're going to have to go separate ways and I can't really, you know, do it anymore. I've got a problem, been diagnosed with... He didn't even tell me what he was... But I was so like, oh, I hope you're all right, bro, for every day, this, that and the other. Just the... He came in with a... He could have got awarded an Oscar. <laughs> it was that mad. So anyway, I've gone home, I've told my missus. And you know when your missus ain't attached to anything? And you tell her, she went, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's seen it so he her... got diagnosed. She's seen so he it got diagnosed. Her... And he came in straight away to tell you that he's leaving straight away. He did it like kind of. And he sees since my missus said that, my belly just went like that. I said, oh, my God. I've let the actual whole thing of what he did smokescreen me into this stupidness. Now, he just wanted me out and wanted to bring his mate in. Where he he wanted to move on to another club, which he did. He moved on to another club. He actually moved on about two days later. Chairman of um, Speak or whatever it was, football club or whatever. It, I can't remember what the name of the club was. Yeah. New, new um, thingy. He's there on an interview, you know, and I just want to... <laughs> I think it's myself, oh, my God, Nay, you got played. You know what, Nay? You're so right. My, my missus said something very similar to me when, obviously, I told her the, what what had happened at, at Mass and, and what was going down. And she she's coming out from a completely, like, fresh pair yeah. of eyes, neutral. She's not emotionally invested in anything that's going on. And she said to me, they have absolutely pulled your pants down. As you can see, the more you fuck around the more you're going to find out. <laughs> and, and I was like, and I'm, I'm defensive. What do you want about? Yeah. And then when I'm like, I have a few minutes myself and I get to process it, I'm like, she's she's right. But this ain't, even, this ain't even the worst of it. Can I just say quickly, just quickly on record, so that the chairman of a good guy, so I got on with him, with, with him well. We had... Um, did he, pretend, did he pretend? Did he pretend that he was dying to get you out? <laughs> no, no. You're doing all the, right. The, then. the chairman had. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, no. The, the the chair. I feel the chairman was put in um in a difficult position regarding myself, but yeah, the chairman was cool. I, I like him. He's a nice guy. Okay. So anyway, it's about. I've come home from that meeting. I've come to, like I said, I come to my missus and whatever, and she's just gone. Really. <laughs> so it's got to a point where me and her are now in like a heated like why is he going to tell me that and he's not really she's there over there going you tell me I said fuck this called him she said no call him from thingy so put the phone down called him from withheld hello <laughs> I've gone Who's that? I said, it's Leon. These are you've been just faking that you're going to die to. Ah, oh, ah, oh, lad. Rear, 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 this time the other. I said, you're a fucking prick. Do you know that? What did he say? How can he get away with that? What did he say? It's a miracle, isn't it? 
Curtis, oh lad. I said, you're a prick. I said, you didn't even have enough balls to just come in the office and go, I'm moving clubs. I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring me mate in. But what am I going to do, really, if you say that? What am I going to do? Did he do the Eddie Murphy one and coming to America? I can feel my legs. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, mate, honestly, I, I said, you're an absolute dickhead, mate. Honestly, you, you just like, you go on like you're whatever and this, that and the other. I said, you're a prick. You're an absolute knobhead. Honestly. You don't, don't... don't need to do that, does he? You don't need <laughs> this is to what I'm that. trying to say. You're going on like I'm going to go, no, I'm staying. Huh? Bro, if you're going, like, I'm just, all right, cool, no problem. It's bless. And that's what kind of made me kind of like say, you know what? I'm done with that side. Listen. Because if they if, if that, I, I can't, I can't deal with that, mate, honestly. Yeah, for, no for matter how bad in, things, in... no matter how bad things get, or may have got with us, just take solace in the fact that no one told you they were dying to get you out. Do you know what I mean, bro? Ian Ross, <laughs> Ian Ross, <laughs> Ian Ross, cha former chairman of Barnton. I don't. He can. He can be upset if he hears this or whatever. He can suck his dad. I don't care, right? Ian Ross, yeah. Ian. And what happened with Burge then? Where did Burge well, go? Burge went with him. Oh, so Burge knew as well. He took his oh. notebook, took his notebook, and went on his way. Oh no! But I think the next couple of months he went somewhere else after that. But he actually went with him. Yeah. yeah. Right. So he was in on it. He probably knew. You know what? We we'd be at the master. So when I'm saying that, you got instinct. So we we'd obviously got a massive win on Tuesday night. Huge win. I brought a couple of players in. Um. So we're ready for the second half of the season to stay in the league, more than confident we can get the job done. Obviously, after the game on Tuesday, I'm buzzing. So we, everyone goes for, for a beer and that after in the bar with Nantwich, miles away, about three hours it took. Like we, Some of the lads didn't get there till like 20 past, half past seven. We're kicking off at quarter to eight. So it was a proper, like, tough up against it. And we, we got a great 2-1 away win. And I've gone in the bar afterwards and like, like happy, obviously, buzzing, great win. Let's go. And I could just smell a vibe in there. There's there a few of the board members in there. Couldn't quite look me in the eye, you know. And I got in my car after. And I rang my missus on my way back. And I said, <laughs> I'm in danger. Something's not right here. And she said, what do you mean? And, and I just told her. And she said, oh, everyone's probably tired. They've been traveling like miles. And then, But I was processing it on the way home. And I knew something wasn't right. And I found out later that on um, on Monday, the decision was made on Monday. So then I've, I've taken the game on Tuesday. So everybody that was everybody that um, that was there already knew what was going to happen on Wednesday. Which is what I'm trying and I, to and my, gut, my gut told me that, though. So that gut feeling you get, it's you got to listen to it. And, and the most thing I was disappointed about that is like a former pro, a colleague of mine was actually in on it as well. Like, really? Yeah, like Burgess, like I and and I don't know whether they forced his hand or whatever and um whatever, but there was one point where he bought this this striker in Kevin something his name was. You know, one of them players that scored a load of goals in not like low end football, but don't really get nowhere or whatever. He was one of them, and he was like a bit. And when he when the when the chairman said he wanted to bring him in, this was a few months before when the chairman when he said he wanted to bring him in. And he came to the he came to a training session. The chairman brought me over to him, and that set off the vibe completely. I was thinking, 
fuck's sake for me to be going over to him? He should be coming over to me. And he, the chairman should be bringing him over to me. So that alone. And then it was all because of him. And the chairman wanted to put him as gaffer with Burgess as his assistant instead of me. That's where it started. Yeah. But I had that feeling from there. Yeah. Do you, know, do you know all I was thinking when you two were talking? I'm sorry, Nighty, I was listening to you, but I was also thinking ahead, you know, our, our vision stuff. I was thinking how good it would be, Nighty and Woodshack, Road to Glory, the RTG of Nighty and Woodshack. Yeah? <laughs> if like, we live close enough. That would, yeah. be, that would be a YouTube series on its own. Don't matter. I'll tell, you, you, I tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing. We wouldn't lose many. You know what? I've heard, well, all, this be, I've heard be, all this before from Curtis Woodhouse. I'm not having all this. Having wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be great if we got a team and we managed it, we brought it up and documented the journey on YouTube? Oh, mate. Like, you, just, you just stole exactly what I just said. I'm saying what it would be worthy what I just said. Do you know what I mean? It'd be great. Get pitched, I get pitched to fund it. We'll be all right. Listen, I can I can only pitch stuff. I'm only one man. I'm not a miracle worker. Like the way the way Curtis the way Curtis Mike Bassett Woodchuck is going on it's going to be an hard push I'm not going to lie got got Imo and his record you've got you people are doing eulogies to get away from you lad it's going to be an hard sell do you know what I mean I'm going to talk to Poxon I'm going to talk to the bosses and we'll we'll see what we can work out I guess on that note on that note gentlemen I've thoroughly enjoyed both your company um I appreciate you humouring us and sharing your stories. Um, Woodchuck, you know, I'm only playing. I, I rate you as a manager. You're up there, lad. You're up there. Too, and, late. Uh, Too late for your nonsense now. <laughs> no, I rate you, lad. I'm only playing, do you know what I mean? Um, on that note, if you are watching on our YouTube channel, please download our free app, Pitch Footy, for all the latest in not gossip, news, competitions, fan debate, uh, results, you name it, we've got it. Also check out the Spotify version for the adult um, version of the show to watch on the road. Thank you to Curtis Woodchuck Woodhouse. Thank you to Leon Knight. And we will see you on the next episode. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Cheers, boys. Cheers, lads.